morning to everyone. Uh, my name is Daniel. My name is Rod. And today we're going to start a new series. But first, I want to teach y'all a new Spanish word for those that might not know it already. I think you might already know it. It's the word gracias. How many of y'all know that word? Everybody, almost everybody. So I'm really not teaching you a whole lot today. Gracias is what we're going to be talking about today. That how to have a life of gratitude. There are a lot of things in our lives that we need to be grateful for. But a lot of times we might focus on the things that bother us. Or that we might not like. And we forget about the essential things in life. And we forget about the most important thing, which is God. There's a story in the Bible that shows us a lot about what it means to be grateful. Uh, and this story talks uh, about... Widow, sorry. Widow. And we're going to open our Bibles uh, to Luke 21. And we're going to read uh, 1 through 4. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of poverty, put in all she had to live on. Let us pray. Dear Lord, bless your word today. Help us to understand what it is you want to teach us. But most of all, teach us what it means to be grateful for you. Thank you for being a, a good God a loving God, a bountiful God, and that you're always with us. Bless your word, and that we'll, we'll speak about today. In your name, amen. Uh, the first thing I want to mention here, and it brings a lot to my attention, is how Jesus pays attention to every detail. And it's something very important that I still have to learn myself. Because a lot of times we might only pay attention to the big things that happen in this world. Not only in the world, but in our own lives. But there are also really small things that happen right in front of us. that can teach us to grow more. And we can learn a lot of lessons from those small things. In this story, Jesus sees certain people. Two groups of people. But he doesn't just focus on the ones doing the proper things for him. 
but he also focuses on the widow because he pays attention to everything that we do. And we might not always think that he does pay attention to everything we do, but he's with us always. And he sees all the things that we do. And he always appreciates everything that we do. So I want to motivate y'all to remember uh, the little things that you do in your life or the things that you might not pay a lot of attention to. A lot of times your time might be focused on your work or in social media, but you might forget right in front of you, you have family, friends, we have a church. where things happen every day that are very important for our lives. And we have to learn to value those. Uh, appreciate who you have next to you. Something that Chris said when we started the service, that we greet uh, whoever's next to you. And you might not appreciate that always because it's something so common. Because they always tell you in church, uh, say hello to the person next to you. But you don't appreciate that time that you're actually giving to the person next to you. Sometimes a smile or just a handshake is what that other person might really need to receive the love of God. So appreciate every moment of your lives. And be appreciative uh, that God is with you every moment of your life. We might say, thank you, God, because I got a trip to Europe coming up. Because I have a new house. But sometimes we forget about the small things that we also have to be appreciative of. And that's what I want to motivate you. And this action by God, uh, Jesus really uh, appreciated and it motivates me to do things differently, to appreciate people, and that for what God does in my life. And then later the story shows us more about the widow. Uh, she, it says that the widow gives two coins. Uh, in another story, it mentions they're of copper. So what she ended up giving was a rough equivalent of about a 64th of a soldier's day of work. It was almost nothing. Nobody cared about what she gave because it was so little. But really she was giving everything that she had. But God knew that it, it wasn't just everything that she had but it was everything that she had to maintain her life and herself. And today I'm not going to ask you to give everything that you have, but that we are appreciative of God. That we understand that everything that we have is because of God. And 
we need to understand that we need to be grateful just because he is God. Not because of what he gives us or the amount. Because he is God. Because he loves us. Because he gave his son, even though we didn't appreciate him, to pay the sins for all of our lives. So we can be free. And so we can be here today. Uh, together. Singing. Listening to the word of God. And then later eating together. Thank you to God. Because he gave us liberty. And here the action of, of the widow, the, the lady, is very important. Uh, in Psalms 24, 24.1, tells us, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And when we start to understand that everything in this world is actually God's, We forget that everything we might receive is because of our efforts. Because in my head, I think that everything I've earned, uh, I've gotten from my energy or my efforts. And it's really not because of how much you've put in. It's because of how much God has given to you to administer, to uh, protect him. Because everything is his. Just like he can give it to you, he can take it away. But we don't need to be afraid that he's going to give or take. We need to be appreciative of what we have in this moment. And that's what we're looking for, to be appreciative of God. Uh, me as a new dad. I start to try and think about from now on what am I going to give to my son? And what is it that I'm going to impart in my son? And here there are very important promises in God's word. And if I look into uh, God's word, I understand that just doing those actions uh, means a lot more. And Corinthians uh, 9, 7 through 10. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will be abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. A lot of times the things that we do uh, might be done because of a certain obligation. Or we have a, an understanding of what's right and what's wrong. So just like in church, they teach you to give the offering, to serve and to volunteer. 
But why is it that we do those things? Because they've taught us and it's a tradition and it's a habit. But in the Bible, it teaches you that that should be done because of what's in your heart. And that's what uh, Jesus saw in this widow. He didn't see the two coins that she had left over. He saw the heart of this woman. And that's what he wants to see in you, your heart. When you come to serve, how is your heart? Uh, when you give, how is your heart? When you want to help another person, how is your heart? Am I doing it because I really want to help that person or because I know I'm going to get some likes on social media? Why are we doing the things that we do? Our heart, that's what God sees. And he wants us to administer what he's given to us in the best form possible. When I think back, I look at my life when I was a child. And just like I'm sure with you guys, when you live with your parents, they would tell you it's the, house, the family house. And you could use anything in the house. If you were hungry, you went to the fridge and ate something. If you needed to heat something up, you'd put it in the microwave and heat it up. You could use whatever was in the house. They also knew that you couldn't just take what was in there and go sell it. So if you wanted a video game or you wanted to go to a concert, you couldn't just take the microwave and go sell it for money. Because you knew your parents wouldn't let you do it. Because it wasn't yours. Even though your parents told you it was yours and you used it, you knew you couldn't do whatever you wanted with it. It's very similar to what we have today. Everything is God's. Everything that we have. We can administer it uh, in a proper way. Use it in a good way. But we can't change the circumstances without talking to God. Because when you don't talk to God, you might find yourself in some problems. Because if I were to sell the microwave in my house, I'd be in trouble. And just like that, if I weren't to talk to God, I would be in trouble. Because my mindset might think that it's wrong, even though I know that it's right. Because I don't uh, let myself be guided by God. And most of all, my heart isn't in the right things. That's why a life of gratitude depends on your heart. How is your heart? How is your heart to God? Are the things that you're doing uh, with your heart aligned with God? Or do you just do it to uh, have pleasure in your life? or to feel good about yourself, 
or to have peace in your home. But a life of gratitude is truly a life of uh, being gracious to God. doesn't matter what people say. The, the widow uh, was grateful for whatever that she had given. But God looked at her uh, with gratitude for what she had done. Because she gave her heart. Uh, to plant and to sow, give something in your life. It teaches you to do good things. And you uh, start to worry more about other people than yourself. You start to feel God's heart. And what it is that God has in mind for others. And when you start doing things for other people, and not doing them for yourself, two things will happen. One, you'll be uh, true to God's word, which means love your neighbor as you'd love yourself. And secondly, you'll see how God's heart is in your life and that you're appreciated by him. Jesus was looking at these two very distinct people. And he didn't look down on the people that gave what they had. But he knew they weren't giving from their heart. It's not, mu it's not how much you give. It's how is your heart. How is your heart today? Are you appreciative of God? Do you appreciate the smallest things to the biggest things in your life? Or do you just complain about what you have, what you don't have? And I'm telling you that because it happens in my life. When there's something small in my life that I'm frustrated with, I complain to God. And I forget about all the good things that he's given me. And I complain and I complain and I complain. I think that God is upset with me or that I don't uh, deserve what he's given me what really I have everything and I'm not appreciative of him and that's why I want to motivate you today that your heart that your heart be appreciative with God not just with words Uh, in Spanish, we say, words can pick up with the wind, but actions speak forever. So let us be grateful to God. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes where you're at. With, with your eyes closed, I, I want to speak to you today. How is your heart? Is your heart really uh, with God? And if you haven't done it, today is the day to tell God, thank you. And I have to tell him, thank you. And I want to motivate you to tell him, thank you. Because he is good. Because he loves you. And he's given you everything. 
And even if you've had issues or problems in this world, God is with you. And he's never going to leave you. Because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for being good. Because you bless us every day. Because you've been with me every single day. In the good times and the bad. Help me have a, a heart that's appreciative. That it be like the widow. That she gives because she knows everything is yours. And because she knows that you will have control of everything. Lord, let us give everything to you. Because you have control of our lives of our families, of our work, of our problems, and of our joy. Thank you, Lord, because you're here and you're real. In your name, Lord. Amen.